Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway super fans. There's a blizzard. Oh my God, there's so much snow. <laughs> and I came over here to do this podcast. I mean, p- props to you, man. Blizzards don't stop us. I also like in between leaving work and like getting off the train. No, I guess I texted you when I was on the bridge. Mm-hmm. In between texting you on the bridge and getting off the train, I forgot that you were coming over <laughs> because I was riding the train with my coworker and we got off the train and we're like, let's go get some food. What do we want? Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait. <laughs> I have to go home. That's funny. <laughs> I'm like I'm glad you remembered. Oh god, it was just, it's been a long it's a day. A lot. It's just there's lots of snow everywhere. Yeah. It's a lot of work to walk in it. Mm. We do a lot for musical theater and blizzards though. This is true. I'm really hoping that by tomorrow Tuesday evening shows are on a Trains, well, obviously the shows won't be on unless the trains are back. Right. I want to go see a Broadway show on Tuesday for like $10. Yeah. Which is a possibility. If you're ever in New York City during a natural disaster, just wait for those ticket deals the following two days. Yep. And special uh, schedules, too, because they missed a show. Sometimes they'll they'll throw up a, a matinee or an evening performance. But we... Went to New Jersey to see the color purple in yeah. not quite a blizzard, but a snowstorm. It was how? What's the difference between a snowstorm and a blizzard? I don't think it was as extreme. So like the difference we between a tropical storm and a hurricane. Maybe less extreme, like a thunderstorm and a hurricane. Because we were, they didn't shut the trains down. We took right. the, we took New Jersey Transit there and back. Yeah, but it was crazy it was i mean there was like a foot of snow on the ground mm-hmm. when we got out of that show i actually re-watched that video just the other day because mm. i don't know why i it's don't know i watched the color purple yeah. this week so i guess i was thinking about it and i wanted to remember what my thoughts were after seeing the color mm. purple for the first time um yeah my <laughs> god you should watch it, it was it's blizzards. one of our earlier videos one of our i yeah i think it's i think it's actually because of the like old videos that we have since removed. <laughs> um, I think it's actually our first video. Oh. I think. No, the first video, unless you recently made it private, was that one where we were out drinking. Oh, yeah. That, no, that's still in there. <laughs> the very first Patty and Emily video that is available for public viewing is just us drunk on a Saturday night. At a diner. At a diner, which mm-hmm. was... Like, this is a, that's so weird because, like, I never drink. So that's, like, such a rare occurrence. I think you had, like, one drink. Well, of course. I yeah. always only have one drink. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't even, like... I don't remember... I... When was the last time I had a drink? Hmm. Your birthday? What did I do on my birthday? Well, we, you didn't have any when I was with you because we went to that bakery. Oh, no, no. But did you I did have not one have at dinner? A, no, because no? we, we just went to Yum Yum. Hmm. No, I did not have a drink on my birthday. Hmm. No clue. All right. I have no idea. I had a cider this afternoon. Nice. <laughs> Hard cider? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. We're talking about drinking. I didn't have like a... I don't know. Cider. Warm apple cider. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a hard cider. 
I, I do like not. It, it doesn't just, taste very alcoholic. Probably the last time I had a drink was probably like a year ago at mm. 54 Below. I had a glass of champagne. Mm. Maybe. Hmm. I don't remember. Anyway. Anyway. Now that we've cleared that up. Yep. <laughs> what were we talking about? Blizzards. Holy and, shit. And shows. And we, after the great blizzard of 2010... When I was stuck in Chicago, and then I got home just in time for oh. Women on the Verge to close, we took right. the Patty poster to be signed. Yeah, Patty Lapone Gypsy. Yeah. yeah, God, I forgot that it was so that it was the snow was so. I mean, it was like cleared, so like the sidewalks were cleared. Right. There was just like there was just like walls of snow everywhere. Yeah, right. Because that was the blizzard. That was the blizzard year where I worked in Park Slope, and I was cat sitting. In Park Slope, mm-hmm. and like my managers wouldn't, they wouldn't let us close early. And if I hadn't been cat sitting like a block away from the cafe, I I would have been stranded in the neighborhood. Because I would have had to like, and I think my I think my brother was home. I think my brother, and my sister in law was home. So, so like obviously could I could have gone to. Her. Obviously I would have gone you to their gone place. To my sisters too. Oh, that's far. Well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like by the time I got off work, the, yeah. the trains had already yeah. been shut down and I was like. <laughs> no, but the trains didn't. When did they shut the trains down? Because I, was, I, got I wasn't out of, here for it. I got out of work around 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And I like, got, you know, walked two blocks back to the apartment I was cat sitting in and the, and, and everything online was like, people are trapped on trains. Oh, okay. Cause that's what I was wondering. Cause they didn't, they didn't shut, shut it down. down. They just, the weather shut the it down. <laughs> that's like, this is my nightmare because there were people who were like on, it was like, I think the A train was the one that was really, and, and it was like, it was like people got stuck on the A train. Mm-hmm. Like the, it got stuck on one of the above ground tracks. And that's when they were just like, shut it down, shut it down. Shut everything down. Shut all the trains down because they're God. getting stuck. Um, and there was like people on like a like the A train and I think like maybe the J that were above ground that were trapped on the train for ten hours. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Right. No heat. Your phone dies. You ain't got no food. That is that's my nightmare. When I was coming home today, the train stopped for a, a couple minutes, and I thought that was going to happen, and I was like. Shit's going to go down. It's your New York death. It could be. <laughs> That's my terrifying New York death. But I did have croissants and leftover Thai oh, food good. in my backpack. And I was like, I have croissants, so I'll start that's bartering good. with people. There you go. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I guess I should always, you should always have emergency croissants. natural disaster food <laughs> or emergency croissants in your backpack. I pretty much always purse. have like a granola bar in the bottom yeah. of my bag somewhere. Um, but yeah, that was good. I'm going to make bread pudding tomorrow. Mm. Snow day bread pudding. Mm. Mm. Well, because of this blizzard, uh, the three Monday night shows that were to play Mm. have been canceled. All of 54 below shows. Oh, the 54 below shows were canceled. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Mm -hmm. For today and tomorrow. (gasps) There was like a big if then concert that was happening. Yeah. There were two today. Oh, it was today. So I don't know. I don't know when they can do it again. LaShawn's was like, no. Show's closing, you know, and how many Mondays are open from now until whenever? Oh, my God. Who knows? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Not saying they can't all get together and do it later. But but it just seems uh, extremely unlikely. It's going to turn into a reunion concert. Yep. 
Yeah. 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 Whoa. <laughs> I kind of wanted to go to that concert, but it was too expensive. Yeah. It's a great lineup. Really good lineup. And Lashans, you know, so, but like. And Jen Colella. Jen Colella, mm-hmm. lesbians. Yeah. I, wanna, I don't care what they're singing. I want to hear them sing things. But it, it made it sound like Lashans and Jen Colella were lesbians together. Shh. I know. Maybe they are. No, I know they're not. Um, but I love Lashans and I love Jen Colella. Yeah. Jen Colella is a lesbian and Lashans plays lesbians all the time. They're a couple on the show. <laughs> the color purple. Right, oh, and the color purple. And her, her friend, Shuggy. <laughs> I did, like, because I, wa- I watched the color purple at the library mm-hmm. today and I have to say, like... I forgot how much that aspect is downplayed. Yeah. Compared to how if you didn't well like I guess if you didn't know if you hadn't read the book, you you would I think you would still get that. I don't think it's not I, I there, think the way it's played, I think it gives people like deniability I think that there's like Yeah I can see I, that I could see how like 50% of the audience Was walk out of there And someone would be like Oh she's a lesbian And they'd be like What? What are you talking about? Yeah They're, they she were was, buddies They were just friends <sighs> Yeah It yeah, like made me Run out of the library Wanting yeah. to scream Maybe this like, new Celie's a le- This is what production. I'm thinking New production I need If anyone saw the London Like saw it In, in uh, the chocolate factory Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> like I forget what it's... Meniers or Meniers? I'm know. not sure. If somebody could send Someone us a video us. of you pronouncing that yeah. correctly. Is it the French way or not French? I don't um, know. I will attempt to learn how to pronounce it. Um, but, You'll ask me and right. then I'll try to remember. Right. We'll try and figure <laughs> it out. But I need to know. I need yeah. to know if it's more clear that she's a lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. Also, because I feel like there's that moment at the end of the show where that guy flirts with her that, like, even if you were sort of like, oh, she was like, she was a lesbian. Then when she flirts with that guy at the end of the show, Mm -hmm. I feel like then you're just like, oh, that was just like she had an affair with that one woman because of she was like lonely or whatever. Mm. She's just feeling good about herself. She's a fucking lesbian. (laughs) Celie is 100 percent gay. Yeah. Read the color purple. She's a fucking lesbian. Yeah. So is Mame. I know. That one I haven't theory. read the book, though. <laughs> Mame is definitely a lesbian. I mean, like, Celia is can like... direct it that way. I don't... Again, I'm not talking about... I haven't seen the musical. But I'm sure you can direct it that way. But going from the movie, just which is the play... Just I don't. saying. Lesbian. <laughs> I claim Mame. Okay. For my people. But what else? Oh. Phantom. Phantom was canceled tonight. Crazy. And it's the 27th anniversary of Phantom being on Broadway. And it's canceled. (laughs) Maybe it'll never come back. (laughs) Yeah, God was like, I'm going to shut this down. It's like, this nonsense has been going on too long. (laughs) Something else deserves to be in the majestic. Also funny because like a couple hours ago, Norm Lewis tweeted like, brr, hashtag like (laughs) snowstorm or something like that. (laughs) That's really cute. (laughs) It's a snow day. (laughs) It's too bad they get Mondays off today where they could see something, some of those concerts that are now canceled. Tough break, kids. Oh, man. Phantom. (sighs) 20, 27 years. That's... How old I am? Yeah. Wait, when did Phantom open? 88, but January. January 88. Yeah, yeah I was born in yeah. December 87. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. I am only two months older than Phantom is on Broadway. That's crazy. That is crazy. Phantom has been on Broadway as long as I've been alive. I'm not that. I'm a little less less than five years older than Phantom. Yeah, in your face, Phantom. (laughs) Yeah, take that. (laughs) We're both older than you. (laughs) That's just like weird. 27 years. It feels 27 years old. It does. Like in the worst way. <laughs> we don't hate Andrew Lloyd Webber, no, though, you guys. You guys, we don't. We, I, I also don't hate the music of Phantom, which goes back to not hating Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, and when I was a youngin, and apparently as many people <laughs> did you have. you just call yourself a youngin? I did. When I was a youngin. I was a youngster. <laughs> I didn't, uh, uh, like apparently many people really pay too close attention to what Phantom of the Opera was about and was mm. like, this is a great show. And then I was like, wait, what? what? This show is nonsense. I don't. <sighs> I don't get it. Me neither. I don't get it. I don't get how that, I, I don't understand how unless that it's show done, has run for that many years. Unless it's done straight and gothic and as if the Phantom is not the hero. Right. Then I'm on board. Right. He's not a hero. He is a murderer and a rapist. Yep. I'm oh. sorry your face is disfigured. That doesn't give you... Boo-hoo! Enough. Go talk to Sutton Foster. I mean, not Sutton Foster. Right, Violet. Violet. <laughs> <laughs> She's got an edge, but she didn't murder anybody. Right. <laughs> Sutton Foster is beautiful. She's not disfigured. She is. She's a beautiful lady. She's going to, speaking of 27, I believe her character on that television show, Younger, is supposed to be supposed 27 or 26, per, something like that. Wait, what? She's, yeah, pretending, she's pre- pretending, pretending. I'm sorry. Play. I'm sorry. She's you Sutton know, Foster age pretending to be a, like a 27-year-old. You know what part Sutton Foster should play, which she never will, because it's a play and not a musical? What? Okay, so she may, did write that the second musical. stage play. That's true. Okay, Sutton Foster should do the heiress. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Because she can plane up real easy. She can plane up real easy, and she can, because they couldn't really plane up Chastain. They had to make her awkward. Right. Uh, she could do a little bit of both. Right. Yeah. Sutton Foster in The Heiress, the musical. Do it. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. Or the play. Or I, would just see, the I mean, play. I would see yeah. the play, but I would also like they to see They just a did the play, so if I we want it to happen soon, it would have to be a musical version. Who would write the music? <laughs> It, I think it would need to be a little classical sounding. Right. Um, maybe. Um, I want to say Jason Robert Brown, but I also feel like it the the writer should either be a woman or not Jason Robert Brown. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I could see that. Like, I think Jason Robert Brown, like, writes, does write good things for women. But... Hmm. I, for some reason, have a feeling like he would not do well on that piece. Mm. Well, before you suggested thinking about a woman, only because I was thinking about that sort of chamber style, I was thinking Stephen Lutvac and Robert Friedman <gasps> oh, from Gentleman's Guide. Um, do they, can they do serious stuff? I, I don't know, but I would give them the chance to. Yeah, all right. Um, and But, hmm, lady composers... Um, like serious lady composers. Yeah, I know. How about Wilma's and Georgia Stitt just do it? Yeah, Georgia Stitt. All right. Yeah, because I saw that show, that one act called, it was called Mosaic. That, mm. 
that Heidi Blickenstaff was at at 59, right. like five years ago. Um, yeah. Georgia Stitt. Georgia Stitt. Please write The Heiress, the Musical. As a vehicle for Sutton Foster. As a vehicle for Sutton Foster. Yes. We got to get on it, though. She's got to book there. it. Yeah. How old is that character supposed to be? Like, legitimately, well, she's supposed to be, like, because, t- 22 yeah, or something like that. Yeah, at that time were, like, right, right. <laughs> they weren't old. Right. They were younger than me. Yeah. Younger than you. Younger or than around me. your age. Yeah. 20, late 20s, late, mid to late 20s. I feel like I feel like by your late twenties, like you you were like an old maid. Yeah. Oh yeah. And at like maybe like twenty four, then it was mm-hmm. like, oh, we better we better yeah. marry this one off. Mm-hmm. If we don't do it right now, it's not gonna happen. Nope. Um. Yeah. But Sutton Foster is so young looking. Yeah. 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 She's got time. Yeah. She's get on it, Georgia. Her. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um. What other shows did we see? We saw. Vanya and Sonia and Masha and Spike at the Paper Mill Playhouse in beautiful Milburn, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I this is the first time you'd it. ever seen it. I know. You didn't I'm, know that play at all. I'm glad I saw it. I It doesn't make me not want to have seen it on Broadway. I felt bad about not seeing it, and now I wish even more that I had. Right. But I'm glad that this production was so soon after that production because it still felt like... like hmm, how do I explain this? I still feel a little bit a part of that. Oh, okay. Because it happened so soon after. What do, do you, you know mean, what I mean? You feel a part like, of Like, if that. it had been years later, uh, like a few years from now, and I only was just seeing Vanya and Sonia and Masha and Spike, I would have felt behind. Like, oh, I, ju- I only just saw it. Oh, okay. Okay. Sure. So it's still in a conversation that people are having, I think. You know what I mean? Ah, you feel like you didn't completely miss the boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see, I see. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Paper Mill. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised they did a, a production of it so soon after the Broadway show closed. But mm, no, because they did lend me a tenor. That's true, that's and there had just of, been a revival. Right. Mm. I think that's sort of what they do. Mm. You know, for all the people in New Jersey that didn't want to go all the way into the city. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and pay David Hyde Pierce prices. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they want to pay New Jersey prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I thought this was a good paper mill production. Yeah. You know, it the performances were good, not necessarily as extraordinary as the performances I saw. Mm-hmm. On and off Broadway, but very, very good. Yeah. Well, and you and our friend Kevin, who came with us, you were both saying the pace was a little slower. So maybe that was part of it, too. It direction. The, the pace. Stephen Sondheim, you know, the actor, the guy that was in the show. I don't know oh. what his name is. But the, entire, <laughs> the entire show, I, thought I he just very was pretending like, like Stephen Sondheim. Wait, what? You didn't think he looked like Stephen Sondheim? No, no. I agreed with oh, you. Okay, I just okay. wasn't preoccupied with it. Oh, I couldn't I was stop like, yes, about I agree. And then I moved on. He looked like he looked like a 40-year-old Stephen Sondheim. Um, he should, I hope he can sing. He should like play Stephen Sondheim in a musical about Stephen Sondheim's life that Stephen Sondheim okay. writes. Well, wouldn't James Lapine write it? Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Mark Nelson. Mark Nelson, you look exactly like Stephen Sondheim, like a young Stephen Sondheim. Um, yeah, no, I thought everybody was great. Yeah, but, but there was like his his freak out in the second act. I, my memory of his freak out, the freak out of that character when I saw it on and off Broadway was that it was just it was like he had been wound like wound up mm-hmm. and then like went off, and yeah. it was like. 
a very, he was talking for such a long period of time. And I feel like David like didn't take a breath the entire time mm. he was talking. Like it was just, he was like, talk, 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 talk. Yeah. Um, and this guy like, I he forgot his, his name with already. It. Mark Nelson. Mark Nelson <laughs> had more pauses mm. and, and was He's a little considering more that, like with maybe it. like thinking the things he was saying. And whereas mm. I felt David was just like, it was, Word it was all it. things that he had thought already mm-hmm. that then was like, yeah, like ver- word vomiting yeah. out of him. Anyway, we licked stamps. Yeah. We licked stamps. Yeah. I did feel like the audience was uh, also like, you know, the paper mill audience. Oh, they were was on, like, they <laughs> loved that speech. They felt yes. it. Rotary telephones. Although, wouldn't, I mean, I guess Spike wouldn't send a lot of, wouldn't have needed to send a lot of uh, mail maybe in his life. But he's supposed to be like in his late 20s. He would know that you used to lick stamps. Right. He's not, st- well, well, he's, he's stupid. stupid. <laughs> but I feel like, you, it's not that he missed it. It's not that, right. that like my nieces and nephews are like, what? wouldn't know that you used to lick stamps. Well, also that like when I was like listening to, I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, I don't think, I was like, I don't know that I've ever licked a stamp. I think mm. I've only lived in a time of sticky stamps. Um, but if you were like, if you we had, used to lick stamps, I'm like, yeah. that sounds logical. If you had done your bat mitzvah, uh, thank you cards, <laughs> maybe you would have licked some stamps. <laughs> Yep, maybe. <laughs> Wait, when did like pre pre licked stamps become a good question? A I think there was overlap. Hmm. If you find old stamps, obviously, uh, there's still. I'm sure there's stamps around my parents' house that you'd probably have to tape on now because the glue has like dried up. Right. But that you would have to lick. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, I liked I liked it though. It was yeah. A good show. And I think especially who who played Masha? What's that woman's name? Oh, um. Ah, Carolyn McCormick played Masha. Wonderful. The Laws and the Orders. Yes. She was fucking great. She was great. I thought she was fantastic. Her makeup was crazy. They did some like serious shading with her eyes. Like light. So weird. uh, Light shading. It was great. It was so great. (laughs) Yeah, I enjoyed enjoyed her. I thought she was fantastic. Were the costumes, aside from obviously their their costume, party costumes, the other costumes, were they similar or different? They were the same. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I very very similar. Ah, okay. The the denim dress mm-hmm. that Sonia's character wears in the second act mm-hmm. is. I was like, oh yeah, that fucking <laughs> denim dress. Oh god, yeah. so perfect. Um, Michelle Park, who played Sonia, was fantastic she was as great. well. She was great. Yeah, yeah. That Maggie Smith she oh, did was god. really good. Also, because like there was definitely things that I was like. Because I have a shit memory. But, like, there was definitely parts where I was like, oh, I remember how that actor did that part. Like, I remember how Christine Nielsen did the phone call and I, like, like was crying. It was so, mm-hmm. so funny. And, like, I didn't really feel that with this. But I actually have no me- – I saw the show twice. And yeah. I had, like, no memory of her doing that much, like, Maggie oh. Smith impression. So I, I like uh, – yeah, I did not remember that, like, the – Maggie Smith impression like went on for so long or necessarily what maybe I just like I don't know What's her name? Michelle Mich- Pock Michelle Pock's Maggie Smith was fucking incredible yeah it was absolutely wonderful what I loved about it is that I wouldn't aside from maybe intonation and just an air of Maggie Smith I that's a, one of those impressions that I wouldn't think you would be done like where I was like oh yeah that's 
it's obviously overdone because it's like a, an right. outsized impression. But oh yeah, that's what Maggie Smith sounds right. like. <laughs> well, it's like Sarah, like Sarah Paulson's Holly Hunter. Did you watch Studio Sixty? I did, but like it was so long oh, ago. Where it's just like a like a weird impression that you wouldn't expect someone to do, and then they kill it, and right. you're like, oh god, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, Sarah Paulson did a what? Yeah, she did a Holly Hunter impression. That's amazing. It's really good. I should watch it, rewatch that entire yeah, series. That one, one season. season. <laughs> it was a good show. I but liked I that show. Know. Remember, because that was also like, it was like 30 Rock. I know. The, and they were like, two shows about so back. Many doctor like, shows. So, so many, many lawyer, lawyer shows. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck you. Come on. So you, many cop shows. Come on. We can have two shows that are about late night TV. That are entirely different Completely in tone and Completely different. And I would have watched, I mean, I watched 30 Rock the whole way through. Of them, I fucking would want, would have watched seven seasons of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip yes, with Kristen Chenoweth. Absolutely. She wasn't actually on the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she probably would have made an appearance oh, at I'm some sure. point. So Vanya and Sonia and Masha and Spike runs through February 15th at the Paper Mill Playhouse. So go see it. Take your Valentine's date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go out to New Jersey. Yeah. Go to um, Charlie Brown's Go to the the Milburn Diner. The Milburn Diner. quite Tyler. good. Mm-hmm. Great New Jersey prices on everything yes. as well. You can get, they have, a, they have a burger there that comes with guacamole and it's not extra. It comes with guacamole. <laughs> Listen, people who like, uh, people listening get to this guac. that don't live in New York City, like that probably doesn't sound like that big of a deal. But like New Yorkers, like guacamole is a lot of money. It's always extra. It's a big deal. Yeah. You saw, aside from the color purple at the library, you also saw The Merry Widow. Oh, Kelly O. Tony. Oh, my God. It was so crazy because I was walking out of the library. Right. It was in the underground place at the library where you can go to the train without going upstairs. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, walking with my friend, and I, like, saw Kelly O'Hara and was like, oh, my God, that's Kelly (laughs) O'Hara. And we, like, kept walking. She walked past us. And then I was like, did you see that that was Kelly O'Hara? And my friend had completely missed it. And then when we got upstairs, I was like, wait. Like, because inside my brain, I thought that the Merry Widow was like over. Because right. I had looked at like some of the dates and been like, what? There's like there aren't one that performance many on like January 3rd. And then there's another one on like the 16th. Yeah. And I over the like place. had forgotten about it and then assumed that it was closed. Mm-hmm. Um and then when I and then I was like, if I just saw Kelly O'Hara walking inside of the Lincoln Center, then they must still well, be playing. Unless she was going to a late night King and I rehearsal. Oh, good call. Yeah. Anyway, she wasn't. She was right. going to the Merry Widow. <laughs> right. We went upstairs. We bought some rush tickets. I'd never you been saw to your it. First, was my opera. first opera. First opera. It was in English, which is good. Very good. Still had a hard time understanding what was going on or what people were saying yeah it's Um, a lot two reasons one because they're like singing opera which can be hard to like hear what the actual words are Mm -hmm. and also renee fleming was very quiet Hmm. which is very difficult to hear um but it was great i enjoyed it uh you know it's like a it's like an old you know old dumb sexist show like (laughs) they all are yeah um but i enjoyed it that's good. Kelly O'Hara had a drunk number in the second act, which is Fantastic. very extremely enjoyable because they like in the second act they go to like Can Can. Oh, Moulin Rouge. Yeah, like okay. one of those places. Yeah. They go there. Kelly's character was like having an affair, 
and she's trying to like end her affair and then she like gets she goes to the can can place and then like gets drunk changes into like one of the outfits and then like ends up in a kick line like does this hilarious amazing number and ends up in the kick line with all the ladies while she's like drunk so Mm -hmm. that was extremely enjoyable kelly o'hara drunk doing a kick line listen drunk kelly o'hara is fucking great the whole time you're talking about this i was looking up to see if kelly o'hara ever was in guys and dolls because i would love kelly o'hara to play sarah brown and sing um like what's that what the fuck is that song called bell like a bell bell something about a bell Ask that's me, your favorite how show do I, feel? I just can't remember the title of the song ding dong ding dong well, ding. Sir, all i can say is if i were a bell i'd be ringing if i were a bell that's what it's called yikes <laughs> you sound like me i know it's like bell 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 tony <laughs> um Listen, but I, kelly o'hara uh, drunk kelly o'hara is fucking delightful yeah because she's so funny yeah. why hasn't she played sarah Brown? i'm i'm sure she has somewhere uh, but it's not. Where else have we anywhere. seen? We've seen stuff where Kelly O'Hara had to play drunk before because I feel like you. Well, she, mm, in South Pacific, she Nellie doesn't get drunk, does she? Gets a little like tipsy. She's like, oh, the bubbles are going to my head. Right, but she doesn't. But like she doesn't get, get, drunk. get drunk. Um, was there a scene in Nice Work where her character got drunk? She was a bootlegger. I don't think she ever drank any of it though. If anyone probably, can remember what we've seen where Kelly O'Hara got drunk in. I mean, not Kelly O'Hara, but like her character. <laughs> right. Kelly O, tell her what shows have, has Kelly O'Hara had to play drunk in? Right. Please send us a list. I don't think there wasn't one in Bridges. She was nope. just drunk in love, right. like Beyonce. Anyway, yeah. Mary Widow, great, great opera. It was very thought it was very offensive that the half of the audience left during the curtain call. Oh yeah, you were saying that it's they all so bizarre. Hmm. They well, like bring the curtain as the curtains, you know, like the lights are coming up and the curtain goes up and they're like giving bows and stuff. And literally, and the half, literally half of the audience is not giving any shits about what's going on on stage. They're just putting their coats on, chatting, walking out. Like, of the, I'm like, there's fuck, there's a curtain call happening. There fancy are, bridge and tunnel people from Connecticut who like probably drove there. Gross. But also, like, I'm not saying that that's it's just very excuse, disrespectful. But, yeah, and and I also thought it was extremely bizarre that there were only five bios in the playbill. There was like three hundred people on stage, <laughs> and there was only bios for like and Kelly, more, Renee, and the three three of the male leads. And there were more like featured. People. Absolutely, there was like a like ton of chorus. like featured characters. No, 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 it wasn't like five characters and like ensemble. It was like five main characters. 10 other characters and then like 400 other people also there's like so many people on stage and like so many different i was like 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 because i'm used to seeing musical theater where like the ensemble plays all the parts right and this was like different people playing different parts every scene yeah it's cool yeah opera Uh, yeah costumes were good we're gonna try and go see aida yes i want to see aida you know it's not the musical i know okay I'm sure 50% of the show when I'm seeing Aida, I'll be like... I know. I'm kind of here. I'm like... I think I feel like you're setting yourself up for <laughs> I probably am. Because you're going to be like, I just want this to be... I just want it to be... Elton John's Aida. Yeah. But, oh well, it'll be fun. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it'll be boring. <laughs> I don't know Aida that well. Um, but... With the musical? The... I know the musical better than I know the opera. Wait, but when you just said, I don't know Aida very well. I was well. talking about the opera. Okay, okay, okay. 
I did I did the studying of the opera a little ah. bit. So it wasn't well, I don't know the, the opera ones. at all whatsoever, right. but I know that musical like the back of my hand. Yeah, I saw John Cameron Mitchell in Hedwig, <laughs> and it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. This sounds it. This doesn't mean to be disrespectful to any of the previous men who played the role because I loved all of them. I've mm. I seen all four. That's pretty awesome. I know. Now I feel like, I don't know if they'll end it after JCM. It but if there say, is another one, you definitely now I, now have, I have to, to I have them. to see them all. <laughs> I like Pokemon. Um, but I feel like everyone was playing John Cameron Mitchell playing Hedwig. Ah, now you saw you know, the real deal. She is him. Like he, she, she lives in him. Ah, Memphis and lives in you. Yes. <laughs> Hedwig lives in John Cameron Mitchell, which, you know, obviously he created her and when she came out of a drag act and it was right. like years and years and then he did it for so long into the movie. It's unsurprising, but at the same time, it was amazing to witness. Mm. He added about 20 minutes to the show Whoa. with like extra bits. Um, they... Uh, uh, the ad libbing and some of the some of the jokes that were delivered as punchlines, he delivered as like not throwaway because they still hit and they were funny, but it wasn't like, and now I'm about to say this punchline, ah, you know? Yes. Because it was just like when you're talking to a person who's naturally funny and they say something funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. Yep. It, yeah, because people who are naturally funny will just be like saying words, 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 funny words, 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 yeah, funny and words. They and then like even, people who are like aware of the fact that they are telling a joke are like words, words, funny words, <laughs> words, 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 funny words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but everyone should go see him. Oh, I'm going to go get on him. that when I, at the end of February. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the last row, which sucks, but it still is great. Yeah. Um, actually, I wasn't in the last oh, row. Oh, I need another but- birthday so I can get a birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> Good seat to Hedwig. There you go. <laughs> um, you could get a pre birthday present yeah, can and I get then an they'll advance? probably forget about it and yeah. get you another birthday yeah. present. I need an advance on my, my 28th birthday yeah. present. But yeah, so good. He sounds great. He's like 51. What? Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, my friend Justin said that he was waiting for me and he was behind these women and they like walked up and they were like, oh, Michael C. Hall isn't in it anymore. <sighs> they were like really bummed. I guess they bought their tickets, but, but didn't in check situations was- like that, they'll tell you who's playing. Yeah, like, you're dumb. But um, they... One of them was like, well, who is it? And they were like, no one. Oh, and bitch, then, you don't know shit about like, Hedwig. Well, it's a good show. It's going to be fun anyway. It's not like they asked for their money back. Right, they went right, to the right, show right. anyway. But I was like, Justin, why did you not Say correct that? Yeah, like, I feel like if I, I was standing near it, those women. We definitely would have. Yeah. He's a little bit of a, a quieter yeah, type, yeah. but non-confrontational. But... um. I was like, oh, man. I would have been like, actually, he wrote it. Uh, he created it and originated the role. And he yeah. starred in and directed the movie version. Mm-hmm. And what you're going to see tonight will change your life forever. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I hope they liked it. I hope they did, too. I can't imagine they wouldn't. Right. And maybe they figured it out. Maybe someone clued them right. in. Or were they like, why is everyone so excited right. or something? The audience, you know, like, totally audience pumped. was pumped. It was pumped. like... 
it was like when we saw it with NPH where everyone was so excited that it was happening. Uh, and it was those people back. Right. And being excited oh, for go John Cameron Mitchell. Gotta see it. It was gotta amazing. See him. Yeah. 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 Um, something else we can't wait for that was announced. Sure, Renee Scott. Oh my God. He's doing another show. Her goddess, Sharon A. Scott. Mm-hmm. So the show's called Whirl Inside a Loop, and she is... The show is called uh, The Best Fucking Thing You'll Ever See, <laughs> because Sharon A. Scott wrote it with with her writing partner. Yes, with Dick Scanlon. And everything that Sharon A. Scott writes is um, basically just the Bible. Mm. Um, I have never been disappointed by a Sharon A. Scott show. Everyday Rapture was like church... That show was amazing. And that show was therapy. I wish I had seen and it And like more. Piece of Meat. Like like I, when I listen to Sharon A. Scott's albums and see her shows, like I'm like, I could skip therapy this week. Mm. You know what you should, If you ever meet her, you should tell her that. Yeah. Do you think that's like a weird thing? Do you think that she think would like get that and appreciate it? I think she would I'm get saying? it and appreciate it. And I think, especially Sharon A. Scott would. I think somebody else, the only reason they may not understand it is because they don't understand therapy. Mm. But other, I think that's like a, because that's what theater is for a lot of people. It's catharsis. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what therapy mm-hmm. is, the talking through things, yeah. whether you fix them or not, is up to you and God. Sure. But, I wish Sharon um, Scott was my therapist. Uh, she'd probably be great. So it says, let's see, this says, like everyday rapture, Whirl seems to mirror events in Scott's real life, but isn't billed as autobiographical in any way. Right, right, because it's about her, like, working with prisoners to, like, write their own stories, which is also, like, a thing that Sherry did. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's weird and cool. Yeah. What an interesting woman. When's she going to write a memoir? Sherry Renee Scott, she, a that, memoir. But that's what her shows are. Well, I know, but I would so also like So just buy the a... script to Everyday Rapture and there's okay, her memoir. fair enough. I was going to say, I would like to read it, but all right, fair enough. Um, well, this is going to be very exciting. Want to know what... If the if it's a play with music, I don't know. I mean, singing. it no other casting has been announced, but it did say that you know, like you said, she's working with prisoners, so there'll be it says six inmates, so uh, behind the bars of a men's maximum security yeah. prison. So maybe Crazy. maybe all dudes. I don't know. Maybe also backup singers. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll find two new Broadway stars as our backup singers. Oh, that's what she likes to do. Yeah. I can't wait. It starts August 4th. Oh, God. That's so so I was just going to say that so far from now. Oh, now. Sherry. I know. I know. It's so far away. It's so far away. We're getting so many announcements that are so far away. Mm. My dream is coming true. And She Loves Me is getting a revival. Very but not exciting. until... Spring of 2016. That's a year from now. Yeah. Over but a I'm year so from now. I'm so excited. What would you do? What What would you do if it was bad? I don't see how it could be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know what? That's an unfair thing to say because the, the Guys and Dolls revival was nonsense. Right? But the director, I can't remember his name, but he's the same director who directed the revival in 1994, I believe. Hmm. So... Um, with Judy Kuhn? Yeah, with Judy Kuhn. Um, <laughs> let me just double check that. She loves me. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm excited because I love You've Got Mail. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think Tom Hanks will go? <gasps> I hope he does. I hope Meg Ryan goes. 
<laughs> you've got mail as mine. Maybe they'll go together. Oh my god! They'll be on the red carpet together. Oh my god! Be and then date. some dumb producer will try and get them to replace. No. One at least one person will be like, "What if?" No way. Somebody's gonna think that that's a good idea. Somebody thought that Audra McDonald was gonna play Christine in Phantom of the Opera. <sighs> Somebody thought that was a real... Somebody thought that was enough of a like real when? idea that they sent with Norm. Oh, I remember this. Yes. Right? Yes, Somebody thought this. that that was a good enough idea to actually contact oh. Audra McDonald and ask her if she would like to play Christine opposite Norm mm-hmm. Lewis as the Phantom, oh. which is like the worst idea in the history of the world. Uh, okay, hold on. I lied. Um Scott Ellis, who's directing it, did not direct the old revival, but he did do that one night only concert. Ah. And he's directing on the 20th century. And he also directed Drood. So, I mean, I feel like all of these roundabout plus, Hmm. I feel like it's in capable hands. Didn't he also direct You Can't Take It With You? Um, Maybe. Let's see. What if I, what if Scott Ellis is my favorite theater actor and I didn't know it? Whoa! Until it right now, possible. Um, yeah, he did. I remembered this because remember when we saw you can't take it with you and we were outside and there were kittens. The kittens were outside uh-huh. going home. <gasps> That's right. And we were like saying hi to the yes. kittens and we were like bye kittens. And then someone was like that was the director. <laughs> bye, and we kittens. were like what? Because <laughs> we were just ch- talking to him about kittens because kittens are a great topic to talk yeah. with anyone about. Wait, she, he did do the She Loves Me revival. I'm sorry. That <laughs> that um, article I was looking at said all those other things and not that he also did the revival. So I was like, oh, I must, have, research. I must have read it wrong. But he did the revival oh. and he did the concert. I hope Let someone else have a stab at it. I'm looking at his credits are nonsense. He like like great nonsense. He was in the rink. What? <laughs> like as an actor? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. That means he knows Mary Testa. Well, I think everybody in the biz is Mary <laughs> Testa. He directed Steel Pier. Oh, my and God. And he directed the revival of 1776. Oh, my God. <sighs> Scott Ellis. That's so crazy. He's my favorite. He directed The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, starring Kristen Bell. I'm Sounds like crazy. I'm like fangirling over this What about Big man. River? Did he direct Big River? He didn't direct Big River. <laughs> Um, oh my god, Patty, that. you had no idea that he was your favorite theater director. I know, he directed Nine with Bonanti. Oh, I wonder so. who my favorite theater director is. Oh, he did do Big River. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he did the, the Deaf West one. <laughs> he there, does all are, my favorite are shows. Are there any other credits that we can deny he was in only to be corrected I know, right? seconds later? <laughs> oh my god. He directed <laughs> what the first Broadway show I saw when I moved to New York City, Whoa. Heartbreak House. Whoa! It was all—it's from the beginning. Patty. Yeah. <laughs> Who's my favorite theater director? I don't. Well, the thing is, I didn't know he was mine until right now. So, hmm. I wonder if he did. Oh, he also did Bye Bye Birdie. Well, he can't win them all. He did. <laughs> Every day after, <gasps> and brief encounter, which was like you love that. I show. love that show, Scott Ellis. Let's be best friends. <gasps> oh man, remember that time we talked to him about kittens? Yeah, and you I didn't really get to tell to him that he was your favorite theater director. director. Yeah, 
I mean, I appreciate the direction and I understand when good direction is right. versus bad direction. But I guess I just need to pay attention to who's actually doing it. Yeah, me too. Because this, I, I feel like uh, may, maybe it's just because he's a, a flashier name. I feel like the only one I can think of is Joe, Joe Mantello. Yeah, Joe Mantello. Susan Stroman. Oh, yeah, Stroh. But she's like choreographer. Catherine Marshall. Kathleen Marshall? Kathleen Marshall. Kathleen Catherine. Maybe Scott Ellis, he's just like real, like, humble about it. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Or we just don't fucking pay attention to directors, like, at all. He did. Well, he obviously has worked with Roundabout for a long time because he's done most of their shows. He did Violet. Oh, my God. You know, speaking of directors... One I wanted to like die that I with regret because we interviewed we've interviewed Gary Griffin twice. Yeah, he directed The Color Purple. Oh fuck! What's wrong with us? <laughs> I know this what is, is okay. wrong with we really us. Need to, we need to pay um, attention to directors so that when we're interviewing a director yeah. and we're just like, whoop! I don't know. Tell us shit about your yeah. fucking show. Also, I got real excited. He didn't direct Violet. We're dumb because Lee Silverman directed Violet. He's just he's also an artistic director around. Oh, so, so he just has lots of credits. Yeah. And IBDB doesn't break it down like like, like IMDB, where it puts it's them like separately. producer right. credits, you have to like director look at credits. What it, what it is. And also, I'm just like really excited about Scott Ellis right now. <laughs> Breaking news: Patty well, now has a favorite director. I cannot wait for she loves me. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yep. I was excited before. I can't wait to find out who all the other. Cast members are going to be. I don't know. I wonder if they'll bring a lot that a lot of the um, that one night only concert. But it was kind of concert casting, so I feel like they won't just because like Roy O'Malley played um, Arpad, hmm. and who's like the he works in the the store and like wants to be in the shop more responsible. The yes, he works in the shop around the corner. He wants to be more responsible. Give him more work to do. Um, and, but I don't, I don't. Who would you cast in there right now? I don't know. That's what I'm just trying to think of. I feel like because it's a nice featured role, it could be someone who's like been a hard working mm, ensemble mm, member mm, or mm. someone who's comes from the Chicago theater or, um, who would be good in that? It's probably one of the newsies. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Andrew Keenan Bolger would be great as our pad, I think. Well, he might be available. Yeah. He'd be good. Um, Ryan Steele. (laughs) But then they'd have to like give him pirouettes and things to do. You know, he's not a one trick pony. I know. But he has (laughs) that trick. Um, I'm really excited. I wonder who they're going to cast as Alona because like, like many brassy best friend characters, she's got really great songs. Mm. Montego Glover played her in the concert, concert, not the, um, not the charity one, the benefit one, but the one that was two oh, summers oh, ago the one that, that Santi- saw? Santino Fontana was in. Right. Yeah, that allowed me to put "She Loves Me" in my top five. Ah. Um, and she was great. I don't. It's she's not really a belter, but she had a good mix going. Um, but I don't know. Someone like Jenny Barber would be great. Okay, <laughs> I know you love Jenny Barber. I love Jenny Barber. Um. More things know, someone for Jenny like Barber. like fun and bright and who can really sell a song. Jenny Barber. Yeah. Right. Sign, sign yeah. me up. Yeah. Done. Sold. Yeah. I fucking love her. She's great. Mm. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> um. Oh, but one show is not coming. 
or at least has been delayed. <laughs> mm-hmm. We got the like an anti announcement. <laughs> um, the heart of Robin Hood is Tough. doing so well in Toronto. Mm-hmm. They decided they'd just stay there mm-hmm. for a while longer. Well, enjoy Toronto. Yeah. See you never. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's never a good sign. Never, never. Mm-hmm. Listen, you know what I was really struck by in this announcement? Not really, but like continually surprised by is the like careful wording of the PR stuff that I that they word it in a certain way, thinking that you're not gonna yeah. read through the lines and know what they're actually saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I always know. Well, the more of these things we read and then the more results we see right. following them, you're I mean, better able to figure out what's going on. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking of like when, um, what's that chick's name who was fired from Flame Is? Somebody's oh, daughter. Yeah. Um, Charlotte Malpy. Yeah, I was going to say big, big the when, musical. <laughs> that's all I could think. <laughs> <laughs> like when when Charlotte Maltby was fired from Les Mis and the press release was like, blah, they decided that she, they, everyone agreed that she wasn't correct and they were going to cast someone else. And I was like talking with a group of people who like I knew from stage door. So theater people, people who love theater and do theater and know a decent amount about theater. And I and and I was like, ah, blah blah. Did you hear she got fired? And they were all like, What are you talking about? Like she agreed to leave the production. And I was like, that, that, nobody agrees to leave a production. She was fired. Wait, wasn't but wasn't it first announced? They just like announced a replacement without even mentioning her at first. And I don't remember. Later, I feel like they were just like, this this person's now going to be playing. Well. Yeah, I no, I don't remember. I I feel like the press release was just like because it was while they were in rehearsals right. and like during rehearsals they were just like this person's going to play this part and everyone right. was like wait but wasn't she supposed That's to play that part and they were like well it was like everybody agreed that um that wasn't going to happen because I I remember reading that the f- initial announcement and being like wait who I you know she was uh Charlotte Maltby was also. A, a new quote unquote newcomer. Right. Um, so I didn't remember her name and I was sort of like, wait, who was playing that part before? Right. And I'm like, read the article. Right. It's like, who's this woman replacing? Well, it's the same thing if you like, if you go, it's still up there on the play, in Playbill. If you search through Playbill, you can find the press release article about um, Sutton Foster taking over in Thoroughly Modern Millie. And the text, <gasps> like the text from the production company is like right yeah well the 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 text from like their press release that they sent out they were like uh, the producers and Aaron Dilly agreed that she would not continue on with the production. Like they made it sound like they had a meeting and they were like, you know, Aaron Dilly, do you feel like you want to be in the show? And she was like, mm, I don't know, I guess not. And they were like, yeah, we were kind of feeling like maybe no, like, I don't know. We're all kind of just agreeing that it's not going to work out. And it's all like very nice and agreeable. And it's like, no, that's like that. I know that's not what happened. Well, especially now, everyone well, sure, knows sure, that's sure, sure, not sure. what happened. But oh man, I know. I don't know. I'm gonna find that later. Yeah, it's definitely still on Playbill. Crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We see through you. I love Aaron Dilly just oh, for the yeah, record. She was so good 
in a Christmas story. And I'm not saying like I didn't get to see Sutton, but I have seen clips of Sutton and I feel like Sutton obviously was absolutely incredible and it was like a moment, but it was just like a really big missed opportunity for advertising Aaron Dilly, Thirdly Modern Millie. That shit rhymes. <laughs> That's funny. I don't think uh, that was, I don't know that that would have saved That should have been a consideration. But um, I think I think you can be on board with Sutton and still. Did I tell you about Aaron my Dilly? crazy, thoroughly modern Millie Aaron Dilly dream that I had once, like no. five years ago? I had this crazy fucked up dream where I, Aaron Dilly um, was putting on a production of Thoroughly Modern Millie in her home. And I was going. And she lives lived in my dream in a huge, like, crazy maze house. And I, like, got there and, like, her kids were running around and they all had, like, jam fingers. And, like, and, she, oh, and I no. was like, I'm here for the show. And she was like, I just have to finish cleaning the kitchen. Like, the theater is, like, if you go down this hallway and take, like, two rights and this then a left. Sounds familiar, and then, like, go up a staircase and then, like, there's three more right, like, like a crazy long directions because the house was, like, a maze. And then I was, like, trying to find the theater inside the house. <laughs> I think that's when I woke up. Jam hands. Yeah, oh and, like, God. her kids. Like, it was one of those weird dream things where I was, like, walking down, like, creaky hallways being, like, I don't know if I'm going the right way. And then, like, the kids would, like, run from one door to another, like, in the hallway. And, and I was, like, ah. And I, like, I think at one point in my dream I, like, went to the bathroom or found a bathroom or, like, and and someone was like brushing their teeth and they were like, I live here, get out of here. So oh, like, God. it was a very strange dream. Oh, but God. I had a dream that Aaron Dilly was putting on her own production of Thoroughly. I don't think sure. I ever got to see it in the dream. Bummer. Maybe you'll dream about it tonight. Oh, Brent, send like me that dream in back. Subconscious. Subconscious. In your subconscious. Jeez. Now we have uh, some questions, questions from our listeners. Um, Arch of Stars on Twitter had a couple of questions. First, you were talking about how you go to the library to watch The, library. the Color Purple and other things. <laughs> yep. That's what you talked about this week. <laughs> Which library do you go to, Emily? Oh, I go to the Lincoln Center Performing Arts Library. Yes, that's and inside of Lincoln Center. To watch those. Um, oh, you have to go to the Toft. Toft, and you need a New York City Public Library card. Yes, you do need to have a, a library card, but you, I mean, you don't, I mean, that's like not super true. Oh, okay. Like you can, like, if you're not a New York City resident, like you can still watch things. Oh, okay. You just have to be like, here's my school ID and this is why I'm watching it oh, or something okay. like that. I just didn't want people to show up who were maybe visiting. Right. No, you definitely, like, you can't, they accept walk-ins. Like you can just walk in and like make a booking and, and be like, I showed up and I want to watch, you know, parade mm -hmm. or whatever, but... Um, you really should make an appointment because their computers might all be full or somebody right. else might be watching that tape that day and there's mm -hmm. only one copy, so you can't watch it. Um, Do you think there are actually more than one copy? No, there's definitely only one but copy. But what if something happens to that copy? Well, there's, a, that's, there's masters. Okay. That's what I meant, I when guess. I When I'm... <laughs> I guess that's why it's called a copy. Right. Well, right. okay. So like when I, my friend Holly works there and like when she took me into like the underground vaults or whatever, mm -hmm. there's like one vault that has all of the DVDs mm -hmm. and it so those are like the ones that they use. Right. And then there's like another vault somewhere that is like 
you know, very, it's like temperature control. Right. It's like very high security. Right. And that has all the masters and it's like <sighs> fireproof and like all that shit. Um, and then they have like the accessible vault where they can just run in and grab a DVD. Okay. And play. But they have masters. Okay. It's okay. Good. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I just had a panic yeah, yeah, yeah. for a second. They just don't, they have one copy. So like yeah. if you, the cool thing is that like I watched The Color Purple with my friend Philip um, because you can like, you know, like I was like, I want to see, I want to see, I actually want to watch this with someone else. So they just like, um, put it, you know, you play it on two different monitors right next to each other. We held hands the whole time. You know, it's good to have someone with you when you're seeing the color purple. Absolutely. I saw that by myself. (laughs) Uh, and, uh, yes. Archer stars next wanted to hear our thoughts on the somewhere in time reading. That, um, I'm looking at this, is happening February 5th and February 6th in Midtown Manhattan, this article said. Oh, I'll be out of town, Mm. so I won't ask for free tickets. (laughs) Um, Listen, I'm excited about new musicals. Yeah. It's based on a movie, so snooze. Just kidding. I have no problem with that. (laughs) Oh, why aren't musicals based (laughs) off of original ideas anymore? Mm. Like, Back in the old days. Uh, also, though, the movie was based on a novel. So as soon as they stop making movies out of novels, uh-huh. they'll stop making musicals out of movies. Everybody go fuck yourself. Um, Jane Seymour was in the movie. Hmm. And Christopher Plummer. What's it about? Captain Von Trapp. Um, let's see. In Somewhere in Time, young playwright Richard Collier has an encounter with a mysterious old woman on the opening night of his earliest success. She entreats him to his bewilderment to come back to me. Several years later, with his life and career in disarray, he seeks quiet and contemplation and checks into a storied hotel from his youth. But his stay at the hotel turns into a journey of a lifetime as he unravels history and time to discover a powerful but perhaps impossible love with Elise McKenna, an elusive and captivating actress from the early 20th century. Who's also a time traveler? I guess so. Is somewhere in time. That sounds like bogus. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, I can't wait to see it because I like seeing shows <laughs> i'll see anything so um, ryan silverman is playing the lead in the reading they're pretty mm-hmm. and laura osnes is playing the old lady no i'm just kidding what <laughs> young, the young when he goes back in time uh, and mark kudish is doing it as someone named william robinson but i don't the, want laura osnes to play ingenues anymore so. i know i wonder what kind of ingenue mm. this is though what like what if it were uh uh, like a romantic lead, but not necessarily an ingenue. You know what I mean? Like, nice work if you can get it. I don't think Billy Bendix is an ingenue, but she's a romantic lead. All right. You know what mm. I mean? I get what you're saying, and we've talked about this many, many times mm. before. No more princesses. No more princesses. No more ingenues. No more ingenues. But uh, it's going to be hard for her to escape not playing a romantic it. lead. Yeah. I just don't want her to get She was a romantic on. lead in... Bonnie and Clyde. It just was about right. murderers. Right. She was just she like she was anyone. so fucking good in that show. She was so good. No. She was so good and so I gritty know. and so raw and real. And I've never seen her perform. I've never seen her give a performance like she gave in Bonnie and Clyde. I don't know if we can give actual opinions on this. But what? Ken Davenport wrote the book. That's why I remember, this is why I was like, what's that show? Oh, because I remember the original press release when they were like, Ken Davenport wrote a musical. And I was like, that's a thing. Whoop. 
Um, can't. Sure. All right. We'll see. see we'll see what see happens. It. Show me something good, Ken Davenport. Um, the with music by this guy, Doug Katsaros. What else has he done? I'm looking it up. Um, he was in Hair. Uh, Broadway '77 revival. Um, he was. I don't. This might be one of his first. Oh, here we go. Nothing I've heard of. All uh, right. He did Moby Dick, apparently. Jackie Mason's Laughing Your Only, which I have heard of at a fifty-four mm-hmm. uh, at a runs a minute. Mm-hmm. He wrote a song for it. Um, just a show called Just So and a show called Elizabeth and Essex. Well. And Put it then, on or off Broadway, and I'll go check it out. The lyricist is a lady. Hey, ladies. Um, where'd you go? Named Amanda Yesnowitz. All right. I'm seeing what her deal is. She has no credits on Broadway World. Well, she looks very young in the picture that was there. So, up and comer. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We I guess we're interested and excited. That's Curious. our opinion on it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> to see where it leads. And then we had some questions. Someone left a, a message on our website. A Ooh. comment. They left an entire Dreamcast. <gasps> so this is from Jimmy, aka Opera Jimbo ninety one. Oh. Opera Jimbo will like this because we talked Ooh, about we opera talked on this. About an opera today. Um Jimmy has Dreamcast the help for us. Ooh, the help the help the musical. The help the musical. All right. I think it's pretty on point. Okay. Lay it uh, on me. I have one interesting change, but okay, so Audrey McDonald, Abilene. Okay. Um although can Viola Davis sing? Because she's a Broadway actress. Yeah. I I'm would, not sure if she can sing. I if will. she can sing, also maybe her. But right. she probably doesn't want to play that part for the rest of her life. No, um, yeah, let Viola Davis. Jesse Mueller as Skeeter. Oh. Right? Great casting. Right? Great casting. Divine Joy Randolph as Minnie. Which one is that? The um, one that puts poop Octavia in the pie? Yeah. yeah. She'd be great. Definitely. Yeah. Holy shit. Right? <laughs> Laura Osnes as Celia Foote. This would be a an interesting Laura Osnes mm, role. Okay. Right? Okay. Right? Yeah. Right. I accept that. Yeah. Um, Laura Benanti as Hilly Holbrook. Which one's who's that? Who's the mean one. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alice and Janney reprising her Definitely. We know she can do musicals. Um, Some of these I was going to look up and I didn't because I don't. Lauren Warsham is Elizabeth Leifold, who I believe is the other friend. Listen, Uh, I'm on board with that, whatever it is. (laughs) I like Lauren Warsham. This was my one. Stuart Whitworth, the boyfriend. uh, Skeeter's almost boyfriend? boyfriend. Yeah. Ben Platt. Who was, um, he's in Pitch Perfect. He was like the nerdy guy and was in Book of Mormon. He's great. I think he needs to be. Mm, Wait, isn't this like, wait, is this the guy that does she like goes out, goes on a date with a guy who's like a total fucking asshole? Yeah. I don't see that. Yeah, right? I don't see that. That's the one I'm like, "Mm, I don't. mm." Yeah, I don't know. I'm, everything else is good, but I'm not. I think Kyle Dean Massey would be good in that role. Oh. I don't know. I think he he's like handsome. Yeah, I mm, uh, somebody from somebody from Rocky, somebody from the Rocky Ensemble. Okay, well one that's those, what I'm saying. Also, one of those beefcakes. Also, all of these are uh, like 
supporting player parts, mm. and most of these people would not play supporting <laughs> parts. <laughs> but, right, right, know, right. It's dreamcasting. Yeah. Um, Elaine Stein, ah, who I just remembered who that is because she has a Jewish last name. She's the, the publisher. publisher. <laughs> Kate Baldwin having a cameo, I guess. Um, <laughs> She's also not Jewish. Okay. That one I'm going <laughs> to veto. I'm going to veto Kate Baldwin playing a Jewish mm. publicist mm. because, listen, you know I love Kate Baldwin and yeah. I want to see Kate Baldwin in like lots of things. Yeah. But I'm going to go with like, I mean, A, I think she's too young. Yeah. To be Andrea playing. Martin. Yeah. I was going to say. Jackie Hoffman. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Or. Doesn't Rita Wilson play her in the movie? I don't remember that that character was even in the movie. She wasn't. Doesn't she just like write her letters? Well, no, she calls her. Oh, there's like a phone call. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm going to double check. Because Rita Wilson also not Jewish. Maybe she is. She can pass for Jewish though. I mean, yeah. Kate Baldwin cannot pass for Jewish. No. Although I live in a Jewish neighborhood and there are redheaded Jews. No, there Jews. definitely are redheaded Jews. Like I'm not saying that someone that looks like Kate Baldwin couldn't be Jewish. But, yeah. You know. Let's play to our stereotypes, people. <laughs> Give her some fucking brown curly mm. hair. Um, if we were going to go younger on the Jewish publicist, mm-hmm. I have to go with Leslie Kritzer. <gasps> oh, yeah. Right? On board. Like, I want. I think that character should be older. I think Leslie is also way too young for it. Mm-hmm. But, like, I would go with a Leslie Kritzer. Yeah. Hold on. I was wrong. I don't know who it is, but I want. now I'm curious. Oh, <laughs> Mary Steenburgen, who I often get confused <sighs> with, <laughs> with Rita Wilson. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Julie White. Oh, yes. Right? Well, Julie White could have played that part in the movie. Why this is she? true. Um, okay, two more. Oh, no, three more. Um, Jeremy Jordan as Johnny Foote, re-teaming with Laura Osnes, Celia Foote. He's the husband of... It's a small part. It is. Again, right, like right, we're right, saying... Right. This is like concert casting. Um, yeah. I like that. <laughs> or uh, yeah. reading casting. Sure. Yeah. yeah, Jeremy could play that part. Um, Leslie Uggams as Constantine. I think uh, Cicely Tyson, who played Constantine in the movie, could reprise her role. Yeah. Um, but you could, you could age up Leslie Uggams. She's a little young for that role. Yeah. I think she'd be offended. <laughs> I'm sure she would uh, be. I see where you're going. And then this one I'm confused about, Mae Mobley Leifold, who's the the little baby. Who did they cast? Emily Rosenfeld. Maybe she ages up in the movie. I can't remember. Or the book. I read the book. Uh, In the movie. But I think it's a um, child. She's a a toddler. toddler. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What if we tried to make Emily Rosenfeld play a toddler? No. I think, uh, <laughs> oh gosh, well, that's actually tricky. That's hard because having that child is very that's important. True. It is very important. Um, so you would kind of have to age her up. Yeah, that's true. I you see. would age Maybe her up the... to like five or six played by a small eight-year-old, which yeah. I guess which... Emily, I think, is probably around that age. Now she's probably 10 or 11. Okay. She was like probably eight during Annie. Right. But okay, I see where you're going with I this. I first read it and was like, mm, That's, but no. Well, I guess sense. also because like the most significant part about that character and why she's so important mm-hmm. is the like, you is kind, you is right, right. You're beautiful. Or and something. her mom, you is smart, you is kind, you is important. Right. Her um, mom's terrible. Right. It's like, but, she's fat. Right. But the other problem with that is that I feel like a 
it's it makes more sense that you would be saying things like that to a three-year-old than a six-year-old yeah not that she wouldn't say it to the six-year-old but I guess in the movie and in the book it felt like she was just getting to know this child and was instilling Mm. this in and so I don't know well I think I think she she was watching Mae Mobley from being a baby right so you could make it more that she is continuing to right right i guess that's what i was like i'm i haven't watched the movie in a really long time um i'm i yeah i feel like in the movie it was like a new thing that she started doing and i'm like but it makes sense that she would start Mm -hmm. doing that when the child was like three because that's when she's like talking and like actually comprehending things Mm -hmm. and so if she was six years old i would want it to be i would want it to be introduced as something that is like an established give and take relationship that she has with this child oh my god that oh (laughs) i know that part when that little girl's banging on the window and crying oh just rips your heart out uh i know um jimmy also had a few other questions also, the bang up job on that. Well done, sir. On that cat dream. Well casting. done. Really great. Um, Wait, who plays Lashans? <laughs> oh, I was like, what? I don't know. Lashans plays Lashans. Should do a little cameo. Well, but here's the thing about that part and Lashans playing it in mm-hmm. the movie. I thought Lashans was too black because that character is supposed to. The way that scene is supposed to happen, or the way it happens in the book, mm-hmm. is that she like is there at the meeting and starts like eating the food and some of the oh, women at the party she, are so talking to her. She, she's supposed to be able to pass movie. for white. She just comes in and is like, what right. the hell? Right. And in yeah. the book, she's like hanging out so, at the party passing for white. If you're doing it at the movie or if you're doing it the book way, I don't know, Sydney Morton, who That's, played that white, is ex- white teenager that, sometimes. Yes, just with a better wig. Memphis. A yeah. white, whiter yeah. wig. White or so, you wig. know, someone else mixed. I don't know. Uh, I get that. But right. If you're doing it the movie way, it's like less. It it's so much. Any, it could be so, anyone. So much more impactful. No, yeah. In that, the book. You're totally it's, right. Makes you're such, totally right. I forgot about that. I should reread that book. Yeah. Um, okay. So Jimmy also wanted to know what show are we most excited to see in the spring? Off the top of my head, The King and I. Oh, That's interesting choice. Mine. I would say. Right now, kind of, it should have been you only because I don't know anything about it. And I love seeing a show that I don't know anything about. And it almost never happens these days. That's true. Um, Yeah. So that's, I don't know, off the top of my head. Fun Home, just because I can't wait to see that show again. On the 20th century. Hmm. Very excited. I'm, there's nothing I'm really not excited I'm for. I'm excited for literally everything. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't, can't think Especially of anything that I'm like, oh, sitting through that's going to be a racket. Yeah. Yeah. Time daily. God, I'm so fucking excited about The King and I. Oh, and did you see the, there was like a thing a couple days ago that was like, hey, this theater in Texas is doing The King and oh, I yeah. with a white person playing yeah. the king. And then like the Asian American Theater League or I don't know what their mm-hmm. organization is called. I apologize. They were like, not cool. Um, and today there was an, a, a release from the theater 
Which, like, if you read the whole thing, the way it starts out, you're like, uh-oh, where is this going? Oh. Because they're kind of like, for your information, Yul Brenner is, like, from Russia. And for your information, yeah, Lou like, Di- like Not and, 100% right. okay with it. So they were, like, said, so they started out like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not going well. And then they were like, but we've heard your complaints and we've, like, fired the actor, the white actor, and we're hiring an Asian person. Yeah. And so, like, that is, you know, you're like, oh, good, you did so make the right decision So it was not, like, a the community end. theater? It was, like, a regional theater? I don't know. Oh, okay. Not sure. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for any anything, because that's unacceptable on all levels. Right. But especially if it was, like, a professional theater. I believe it was a professional theater. <sighs> that is even... Because Dum Dum's doing community theater, who are awful people, I can at least understand that. Right. If you're a professional theater... No. Well, it was just the the letter yeah. was just very like I know you was know like what? you know what we're like not racist okay we're not racist because you know what the like Mikado like yeah it was like <laughs> yeah yeah they were like very it was like a very defensive letter and then like the end well yeah they na- they name dropped the Mikado and in there because they we were like in the Mikado things. white people play all the Asian characters but and in, like, like not anymore right. And, like, the Mikado is, like, not cool. Like, the Mikado is, like, not an okay show to do because it's literally the Mikado is all just, like, um, white people from way back in the day being, like, what's Asian culture like? Let's make it up. Mm. I saw the Mm. Mikado. It's terrible. The one at City Center? No. When they did it there? I saw it at Stage Door Manor. (laughs) Oh, well. It was extremely offensive. Mm. Um, Okay. On to happier things. Um, I've been asked which mother from Ragtime is my favorite, Christiana or Marin Maisie. <gasps> I can't pick. You I can't didn't choose. see Marin. Yeah. Uh, I love Christiana. I love what she did with the role. Mm. Marin is for her voice is forever in mm. my head as mm. mother. Mm. I was going to look it up and I forgot I was going to look up whoever I saw in Chicago when oh, I saw the tour. I want to know. Um, I'll look it up for next week. Yeah, will you text but, me? Uh, I didn't have a chance to look it up before I came I over. Really I'll text wanna you. I really want to know. Um, so I don't know. I'll say she's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we don't pick others. favorites like that is, yeah. is stupid. I understand what I you're saying. And, right. and uh, like where I was saying John Cameron Mitchell, I'm not... I'm not saying this to disparage the other right. three guys I've seen in the role, you right. know. Um, but a lot of the time, I feel like a lot of the time questions like this get asked where they're like, who was your favorite? Like I saw Sutton, Rachel, and Stephanie and anything goes. Mm-hmm. like, well, who was your favorite? And I'm like, or, or like, who was the best? And I'm like, I so enjoyed seeing all three of them and their different interpretations of the show. Unless someone was terrible – that's the answer you're going to yeah, get. Yeah, because and I just if like someone's terrible, we're not going to say it on this podcast. This is true. We try <laughs> to be not total assholes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, my favorite mother in ragtime is all of those real women <laughs> who lived at the turn of the century and found their freedom. Yeah. Yeah. You go, girl. <laughs> um, and Emily, your question is, if you could pick any pair of actresses mm. to be Daisy and Violet, in another revival of Sideshow, who would those actresses be? That's like this is an a impossible. Lo- oh my question. god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, wait. Uh, you can't. I mean, <laughs> see, that's hard because like Aaron Davies, perfect though. Well, here's the other thing: you didn't know how perfect Aaron Davies and Emily Paget would be 
until you saw it. Until I saw them. Okay. okay, So wait. Okay. Let me think about this. Right now, who do I want to see? Oh my god, I've dreamcast this show so many times. Let me just like let me let me just like think. Okay. Okay. Like I don't I don't want this to be like my official answer because I feel like as soon as I say it and I call it my official answer, I'm going to think of 20 other things. But like here's what comes to mind after I just I literally just took a moment to think about it. Mm -hmm. Um. What about Jenny Barber and Betsy Wolf? Oh. Together. I feel like they pair together very nicely. Yeah. Right? And I would want Jenny to play Violet and I would want Betsy yep. to play Daisy. Yep. Right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's what that's first, good. that's what comes that's to good. mind. Yeah. And it's not official because you'll never stop dreamcasting side. Never. <laughs> I think they're about never. the same height too. I feel like they're yeah. both, they're yeah. both yeah. on the short side. Yeah. Okay, good. Carolee, 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 Carolee. Update. Carolee Carmelo update. Um, a real update this week. Woo! Um, first, my first update is Carolee Carmelo is the most beautiful woman on earth. And um, next week. And next week I am I am well, I, we'll we'll have one more podcast. True. Um that's right. So I will right. be a crazy person next week because mm-hmm. I will be on my way, almost on my way to Atlanta. Um real Carolee Carmelo update this week. There is um the uh the Drama League's 2015 benefit charity auction, which is on the bidding for good website. Okay. If you're familiar with that. It's basically like eBay, yeah, but it's only charity things. Um and Carolee is it's an auctioning off of you get tickets, two tickets to Finding Neverland, and you get a backstage meet and greet with Carolee Carmelo. If anyone wants to bid on that in our name, <laughs> uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. So currently for uh, uh, getting to see Finding Neverland and hang out with Carolee Carmelo, there have been eight bids as of right now, and the current bid is three hundred and fifty dollars. Wow! And the buy it now price is five thousand uh, dollars. The buy it now price for all of their well, things are five thousand dollars. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but yeah, if you really want to go, if you want to go see Finding Neverland and hang out with Carolee Carmelo after the show, you should scrounge up your pennies yeah. and bid on this thing because also all I mean all of the money goes to um, the drama league, which is awesome. Absolutely. What a great Carolee update. Disclaimer. (gasps) This is important. Disclaimer. No comment on this from me, but disclaimer. Tickets valid for a performance in the fall of 2015. All dates subject to availability. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. That's fucked up though. Like, I don't want to be a negative Nancy. Yeah. But if I spent $5,000... I would want to be able to go very soon. Yeah. To see a new Broadway musical opening in the spring. Well, it's like the same thing only because they were untested Broadway producers when On the Town came, which is doing well. And they announced that the winner of So You Think You Can Dance right. was going to get to go into On the Town right. in the spring. And everyone was like, what? That's and so it, far away from now. It's so far away. And, and just I because wonder- of Broadway and because of... Um, on the town, everybody was like, is it going to make it that long? Doesn't yeah, I, I just that feel person's like, going to be able to go in. I just feel like, I feel like if you know two things about Broadway, you would not bidding on this. Like, I just want to know what the, I want to know what the, what the clause is if, if the show closes. 
If I spend five thousand dollars, Harvey Weinstein gonna give me that five thousand dollars back, <laughs> or like, or donate another five thousand dollars of his own money to that charity? That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. If I don't get to see this show, fine. But if you're gonna trick me into seeing into bidding on something that I'm not gonna be able to go to, then you're gonna match my bid. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. I mean, I bet. It's, I don't know. <laughs> they'll just be like, well, it was tax deductible. I mean, I feel like they'd probably be like the drama league would offer you tickets to something yeah. else, or something like that. Like you would get tickets to something yeah. else. But like if you're bidding on that because you fucking love Carolee Carmelo yeah. and like then you're fucked. Yeah. I mean, listen, I want all the Broadway shows to like run and like have a good life or whatever. But like you have to be realistic. There's like 400 Broadway shows opening in the spring. Yeah. So I hope whoever wins that gets to see Carolee Carmelo in Finding Neverland in the fall. I, I agree. I may it, let it be so. Yes. DMC will make it happen. (laughs) Yes. In her infinite (laughs) wisdom. Yes. And grace. Yes. And now it's time for the Laura Benanti tweet, tweet of the, the week. week. Is your turn? Oh, my turn. Yeah, Laura Benanti. I think you should read the response also. Oh, oh, okay. Laura Benanti tweeted on January twenty sixth at two fifty two p.m. Hey, at Nika Lands, Nika Graf Lanzaroni. Remember in 2010 when there was a blizzard, but we had a show anyway, and we made at Bartlett sure get us ice cream sandwiches. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And then Nika tweeted back at her and him and said, and then he did. And also he ordered a pizza and it took two hours to cross 44th Street. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. And then Alexandra Silber said, what's the chance? What are the chances I could get an ice cream sandwich delivered right now? Very, very low. Slim. Very slim. slim. Some I wonder if there's all those like concierge delivery services that will go to places right. that don't deliver. Right. Maybe she could get them to do it for her. Go to Melt Bakery. Listen, just tip everybody really well. Yeah. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty N Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us, and leave us a comment, and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater! theater.